The Chicago Bulls had what I have labeled a very smart offseason, where we're going to grade the offseason in totality since the Bulls are pretty much done and also look at what the Bulls potentially left on the table as far as assets. We're also going to talk about DeMar DeRozan and Patrick Williams' upcoming uh, contract extensions and how they're going to play out a little bit differently between the two. We're also going to talk about Mark Jackson being out at ESPN as they move forward with a different crew for their NBA Finals coverage and dive into the mailbag. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So the Chicago Bulls have had, like I said at the opening, I've labeled it a very smart offseason. I think everything that they did was pretty smart. You look at uh, going out, getting into the draft, getting Julian Phillips. Yes, they traded two second-round picks to do so, which kind of highlights the fact that they, that they must really hit on this guy, Julian Phillips, uh, because they gave up two future draft assets to get a guy in this draft. So, you know, we'll see. I don't know how much that points to how much he, he may be played or thrown out there. Um, initially in his NBA career, especially with with Billy Donovan being the head coach, but you know the the rawness of his game has already showed right that there there's flashes there, especially his ability to offensive rebound, the athleticism, the getting out in transition. His shot has already you know they they've reworked that shot already to get him back to his high school style shot, and that could help him potentially be a floor stretcher as well. If Julian Phillips turns into a consistent 3 and D rebounding threat, whether it be off the bench or in, if he eventually works his way into the starting lineup, whatever that turns into, that's value, right? Especially in the second round, the biggest thing and question that we have with that is what we always have with the Bulls. Are they going to develop him, right? They also went out and got Adama Sanago um, in, in that same draft as an undrafted uh, free agent. They re-signed Kobe, Io, and Vooch to all reasonable deals. Nothing too crazy, especially when you look at, you know, the cap spike and some of the other deals signed around the NBA. We brought in free agents Torrey Craig and Javon Carter, and we went out and got Onalop Bitsum, who, you know, yes, he's on a two-way contract right now. I personally do not expect him to stay in that G League on that two-way contract the whole season. Um, I do think that he's probably going to end up being converted before the uh, season's over with. But, hey, this is Billy Donovan. This is the Chicago Bulls. You can never bet on anything. The one thing that you can bet on is uncertainty. Um, so, you know, really reframing and looking at what the Chicago Bulls did. Keep in mind, they still have a lot of assets at their disposal at a mid- $6 million of their mid-level exception, $4.5 million of a biannual exception, the disabled player exception of $10.2 million. And there's still a lot left on the table. So even with the improvements that the Chicago Bulls did make, and let me be clear here, they absolutely did improve this roster with the moves that they made. But the Bulls still, you still always question, could they have done more? Because the Bulls are still being cheap. Let's just be real here, right? If their Bulls are being cheap when you compare to what the other teams in the NBA are spending. Yes, we're always over the salary cap, as most teams are in the NBA. We're always over the cap, right? That's just is what it is. We have not paid the luxury tax. Now, while I've been very clear, and I do want to state that paying the luxury tax does not automatically mean that you're trying to contend. I know a lot of Bulls fans have used this luxury tax thing as the thing that they focus in on, on, hey, the Bulls still aren't paying the tax, which means we're never going to. That's not necessarily true. But in a year that you have a $20 million contract and Lonzo Ball that you're not going to get anything out of, this would have been the year, especially with some of AK's comments, that you would have thought, 
hey, maybe the Bulls are going to go in the luxury tax to really improve this team and to see what we have and give a, a last effort with this version of the core. But that all comes back to a lot of what Bulls fans are also concerned about, is that are, is AK too stubborn to ever realize it or move on from this core when it means time? And that does not mean full rebuild. Let me be clear here. A full rebuild is not coming, my dear and fellow Bulls fans. It's not coming. They've already indicated that a full real rebuild is not coming. A major retooling may eventually come for sure, but a full rebuild ain't coming, at least not no time soon. Um, so with that said, like in, in those aspects, like you really, yes, the Bulls did, they made smart moves. And I cannot even in my, you know, wonder of how much could have been left on the table, how much did they leave on the table? I can't deny that the moves that they made were smart. And as I've talked about, they've set themselves up for if something comes available in the trade market, they can be players for it. But at the end of the day, we can't judge this team based off what they could do. We have to base it off what they did. And so, you know, especially when you have, even though I'm not as high on a guy like Christian Wood, you have a player like Christian Wood out there who at the bare minimum can turn into a rebounder and score for you off the bench. Kelly Oubre Jr. is out there who can absolutely be a scorer for you off the bench. But the Bulls may look at it, Kobe White, and say, He's, our, he's going to be our scorer off the bench this season, and we feel confident in that. And they wouldn't be wrong necessarily for thinking that. But it just still leaves that taste in your mouth like, okay, but did we do enough, right? And I guess the biggest question is, what do what is the this Bulls team's aspirations? Because it's clearly not contending for a title. That just isn't the case. And with all the improvements that they do make, it still means that you still have to bet on this core, the core three that played the most minutes together of any three-man unit in the NBA last season, and we saw the results of that, you have to, you're now hinging your hopes on that the, what, how we improved in the margins and everything around them is going to be enough, and health, right, things like that. There is enough rooms for optimism as well. It's going to be enough to push the Bulls forward, but the biggest question that many Bulls fans are asking is, all right, what are we pushing towards? Are we just pushing towards making it, uh, being, avoiding the play-in? Are we pushing towards getting a first-round victory, right, and winning a, a playoff round? What are we pushing towards? And that is where it leaves the biggest question for the Chicago Bulls. So overall, in, in giving the kind of the final grades for now, I, 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 the earn a lot bidum part of it really does, really could propel this a little bit for, further, right? But when you look at the, the draft, I think the Bulls did solid. C-plus in the draft. Just moving into that draft, getting a raw player like Julian Phillips, who if that shot does become legit, Hey, listen, you got a player that is absolutely a first-round talent. Resigning Kobe, Io, and Vooch, like I've said before, I'm not one of those Bulls fans that think, oh, the guy didn't do what I needed him to do. Like, he sh we should have let him walk. No, that's stupid. I think that they, 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 considering that they had to resign those guys to get any value out of their free agency, right? If you did not resign Kobe and Vooch, at least, I, you can make a conversation about Io. I still think you don't give up on a potential that Io still has there. But had they not, had they let Vooch walk, everything that, like, Kiss Tory Craig, kiss Javon Carter gone. Everything at that point has to be focused on replacing Nikola Vucevic, which wasn't a lot of really good replacements for him out in the free agent market. So that's where things sit at. So as far as the re-signings, I got to give it a B plus because I think it was not uh, B. Uh, I think that it was a very smart deals and you brought them all in on cheap, reasonable deals. And I'm not mad at it. And then Tory Craig and Javon Carter, considering you got Tory Craig two years at the vet minimum, that can't be nothing but a positive. And Javon Carter, I think, is going to bring that edge and help establish the identity that we didn't have for the most part of last season. I give those deals as well, solid C pluses. I like what the Bulls did. Now, leaving so many assets on the on the board with your mid-level, with most of your mid-level exception, your biannual exception, and your uh disabled player exception, leaving all that on the board, 
that's a bit of a rough, uh, like, I, I I want to play the wait-and-see approach, but I'm telling you right now, they're going to be a lot, especially once, like, a play. If Christian Wood ends up sounding like the vet minimum for a team like Miami Heat, best believe the Bulls fans are going are gonna to ride. I'm not necessarily going to, but it is. And it kind of is what it is in that case. So, you know, overall, I like what the Bulls did this offseason, but we're betting now on it, it improving more on paper than what it looks like. Well, it's improved more on the court. And what it necessarily looks like on paper, even though it does point to improvement on paper as well. But with all that said, not kind of the next overarching things with the Chicago Bulls teams are extensions to Patrick Williams and DeMar DeRozan, which I think they are in very different scenarios. When you look at the, uh, the situation that DeMar DeRozan is with his pending contract extension, he holds all the power. In DeMar DeRozan's two seasons with the Chicago Bulls, he has averages of 26.2 points per game on 50% shooting from the field. Which, yeah, it, we're talking about just scoring in that case, but that's primarily what DeMar DeRozan brings. He's never been a plus defender. That's just not his game. And so when you look at DeMar also finishing at first and second in the league in total clutch points scored last season and making back-to-back all-star appearances, the power is absolutely in DeMar DeRozan's hands when it comes down to it. And Brian Windhorse said on the most recent episode of the Hoops Collective this, DeMar DeRozan will have significant interest in free agent market and a lot of options next summer. So the Bulls wanted to keep him. They'd have to make an extension worth his while. Now, DeMar DeRozan can get offered extension up to, I think, don't correct me. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's like $35 million per year. Now, is DeMar going into his 34-year-old season? Is he going to is he going to get that even on the open market? I don't think so. So I think that we're probably looking at DeMar DeRozan probably signing between 28 million dollars is probably going to be around what it is if you're going to want to retain him maybe you can convince him if you're if to, to say hey tomorrow we're going to make these improvements we're going to make this we're going to do this with Lonzo's contract whatever to, to stay less and stay in Chicago you know I asked you guys last week like will DeMar DeRozan is this his last season in Chicago and so I do think that with the way that AK has done things and operated so far that it's still more likely than not that DeMar DeRozan is absolutely going to be back in the Chicago Bulls uniform, if AK and Eversley have anything to say about it. If DeMar wants to go out and ring chase, that may change some things on his side, but I do expect AK and Eversley to make a contract extension. So, you know, he can get up to an annual contract of $45 million. Like I said, I don't necessarily expect it to be that, but, but $28 30 to, to $32 million is probably where the Bulls are probably going to try to get that value at. Again, I can be completely wrong on that. Um, but I do think that Vooch, I mean, not Vooch, I'm sorry. DeMar has the leverage in a case like this. And it really comes down to what are DeMar's goals with his free agency coming up, right? Does he want more of the, the sustainable thing, right? Does he want to stay in Chicago, have some consistency there, get probably more money than what he's going to get out in the open market? Or is he going to be willing to take less and go to a team and, and try to ring chase and probably what's going to be the last contract of his NBA career? So, you know, that's the interesting part of it. I don't know if I if I expect a contract extension to get done prior to the start of the season, or maybe even during the season. It really depends. If the Bulls are rocking and rolling, let's say the Bulls do have this ceiling that a lot of pe- people do think to where they can be, fourth, fifth, sixth in the East, and they're winning a bunch of games and the chemistry's going, I do think that, they're, that they could get an extension done, be motivated to get one done during the season. But I do think that this is a, it's a chance. It's a chance that they this plays out. In- Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, 
Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Free agency, and the Bulls do possibly lose that free agency play. Now, switching to Patrick Williams, completely different situation with Pat. The Bulls hold all the leverage when it comes to Patrick Williams' contract extension. Look at him being a restricted free agent, right? And while they can extend him before the October deadline, I don't expect that to happen. I think it's going to play out much like Kobe White's contract extension where they're going to extend him a qualifying offer. He's probably, he's, they're, they're probably going to work out extension during that time. Maybe even he may even go out and his agent get a deal somewhere else or you know see what that value is. But I do ultimately think the Bulls are absolutely going to re-sign Patrick Williams. Now, he can get a four- or five-year deal, I think, up to $100 million dollars. Again, I don't necessarily think that that's going to be the case either. Um, I think it's going to be something, even though $100 million over five years, an annual salary of $20 million isn't what it used to be. That's that's a little bit over the mid-level exception. So um, I would not be surprised if Patrick Williams does sign for that full amount if the Bulls do that. But I think depending on how he comes into the season, and they're going to absolutely let the season plays out because think of it this way. The Bulls are in a no-lose situation when it comes to Patrick Williams. If Pat has another kind of so-so season where he plays solidly but doesn't really take a step up, they hold all the leverage. If he does take that leap that a lot of us are waiting for for Patrick Williams, then you give him his full amount of $20 million. It's really no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So the Bulls are in a situation where a bet on Patrick Williams and, and to see how his season's going to work out this season or play out, they're in a win-win situation regardless of that. And so, you know, we'll end up seeing how that turns out. I think that, you know, both players are probably going to be back with the Chicago Bulls. And I know some people are going to like to hear that. Some people won't, but we'll see how it plays out. Now, before we go into the mailbag, I also want to talk about the Mark Jackson situation over at ESPN. So Mark Jackson is out at ESPN. Uh, they uh, ESPN is planning on bringing in Doris Burke and uh, we're promoting Doris Burke and bringing in Doc Rivers to be their NBA Finals coverage uh, next season. Doris Burke absolutely deserves it. I, I, there's nothing, and I don't know too many people are going to say anything bad about Doris Burke being promoted to do anything. She's a legend in this game, and what she's done with integrity for for decades and decades and decades, she deserves every bit of it. So it's unfortunate with Mark Jackson to just see how everything plays out, but I'll say this, for those that are asking, no, Mark Jackson is not going to be a coach in the NBA. He's definitely not coming to coach the Chicago Bulls team. They ain't going to touch him. Um, but I just wanted to mention that a little bit. But all right, let's go ahead and get into the voicemail back for today. This first one's from a first-time caller, Simba. Hey, what's going on? His name is Simba. First time leaving a voicemail. been watching you for a minute. So I have a hot take. Not really a hot take because I believe in it so strongly. I think the Bulls are going to be a top six team in the East this year, and they're going to have a good season. And I just need all of the rational Bulls fans to think that this team is trash, this team is ass, they need to rebuild, retweet. Nobody wants to watch a bad team, okay? All of the people who say, trade them all, get them out of here, what are you going to get back? You need something of value. You can't trade them all for nothing. He's your two-time all-star for the two seasons that he has been here, averaging above 25 points. 
24, whatever it may be. But the way this team is set up this year, yeah, we have Javon Carter, who is a good point guard, who might be starting. We have Kobe, who is improving. And we all see how when we have a point guard, this team plays a lot better. This team also improved defensively in two positions that we also needed, point guard and power forward. The power forward coming off the bench, who was it? Either Javante Green, sometimes Derek Jones Jr., or like Billy Donovan put AC there at the full spot, knowing that he's damn well a guard. But, you know, that's a different story. But the Bulls is going to have a really good season, and I really do believe that. They had a nice offseason. Whatever Julian Phillips and Adama Sinago might be, I don't believe Olaf Bitten or Unalak Bitten is going to be in the G League the entire season. I think he's going to get called up and start playing some minutes for us if he starts developing that three-point shot from NBA range. But everybody just needs to relax. Let's see how we do from October till January or All-Star break, and then we'll get to see how we feel about this team. The moves they have made so far has been good. Everything has been, it's like, it's stable right now. It's not ridiculous. It's not stupid. It's stable. But that's all I got to say on that. Everybody relax, chill, take it easy, and hopefully use this first time using it. I'll tighten it up on other times if I decide to leave more voicemail. Appreciate it. Bulls being top six team in the East. Here's what I'll say to that. I hope so. I hope that this team comes in and they show every, improve every doubt or wrong. That, they, that, the, that the sum of these parts come together and we were playing so well and rocking and rolling so well together that we do get that top six uh, seed in the East. We avoid the plan. And God, hopefully that we can get a damn playoff series, make an interesting playoff series on top of that, if not win a first-round series. I hope and pray that that can happen. And I think that's what every Bulls fan wants. Even the Bulls fans that are more pessimistic, right, that have the doubt, that say, you know, this team's trash, whatever, it's, it's mostly rooted in, they just want to see this team do good. And that's the thing that I try to remember, even when I'm disagreeing with some some of the Bulls fans' takes in the comments, is this: everybody wants this team to be successful. And hopefully we will be, and we'll see that sooner rather than later. I do think that for those that think that this team is just, oh, they're going to be lucky to make the play-in, I think that this team, they're absolutely going to be people surprised by how well this team plays together. But we also have to see how this team comes together to see how far they can really go. Now, as far as Ornolop Bitsum, um, Listen, I, I, I think that this guy, if he can adjust to the, to the speed and the physicality of the NBA game on the defensive side, that three-point shot becomes legit at the NBA level and range. Listen, I, I don't think the Bulls are going to be able to hide him in the G League much longer. Now, they, they can. He can play off like an Anthony Simons, maybe spend the whole first league in the G League, first year in the G League. But I don't know, man. Just watching this guy's tape, not just highlights, which is different from watching tape. You have to watch both their good and bad possessions in, in tape. Um. He just has so much potential. And so, you know, to put the ball on the floor as an assist man defensively, right, to just play, he just seems like a guy who just can fit in any NBA system and find a way to be successful. So because of that, I really do hope that he works out for the Bulls. Let's get into this next one. This one's from MC Season. Hey, yo, what's good, Hayes? It's uh, MC Season back at it with another question. Uh, This question is a a Bulls question, but it's also kind of a Bears question as well. I just didn't know what channel I should have asked it but the question is who has more to prove in this upcoming season is it patrick williams or is it justin Fields? that's it thank you man who has more to prove this upcoming season patrick williams or justin fields i will say justin fields just because of the nature of he is the starting quarterback the franchise quarterback for the chicago bears right i think that he uh has more to prove because of that because of 
having that because of everything. He is absolutely the guy. Patrick Williams isn't the guy. We're still trying to find out if Patrick Williams can be more than a guy on this team. And because of that, you know, he's the third, fourth option on offense or on the team overall. I can't put Patrick Williams' expectations up there with Justin Fields, even though it probably started off similarly. But both going into their, well, Patrick Williams going into his fourth year, Justin Fields going into his third year, I still think that Justin Fields has way more to prove because of the nature of him being the guy. Patrick Williams isn't that. And so even with some people trying to put expectations of P. Will because he was the fourth overall pick, which is understandable, it's still not the same as being the guy at the quarterback position for an NFL team, in my opinion. But you guys can let me know what you guys think down below. All right, let's get into this last voicemail. This one's from Ed. Herring. What's up, Brother Hayes? This is Edward Herring. And it's, uh, I'm just recalling, responding after the um, the episode that released on uh, July 31st. And, you know, there's an overwhelming amount of people that had this notion that, well, not overwhelming, but had this notion that Patrick Williams should be moved to the second unit because, you know, he's not getting shots because, of, again, Levine and DeRozan. And that because they're two alphas, and I put that in air quotes when I said that, that he's the reason he's not succeeding. Man, look, when it all comes down to it, you got to want it. You got to want it. You got to go out and get it. Because the only way you're going to play hard is if you get shot in the And Patrick Williams is, you know, is going to have a, you know, that kind of career where we're always going to be wondering what if. Because there are two sides of the ball, and you have to be aggressive. On both sides, just go out and play basketball. Just go hoop. Go, go play with some heart. Play with some conviction. Play with some tenacity. It ain't just about shots in the NBA. And as far as, like, bowing down the two alphas or whatever, man, Dray, guys like Draymond Green, Dennis Rodman, these guys, while they're all-time great defensive players, they play with Hall of Famers. Draymond Green once played with two MVPs and Clay Thompson. And you know what? You know he's on the court at all times, regardless of who's out there. So it's not just about just getting shots so you can be aggressive. Go out there and make something happen. It's not just about getting shots up. You know, basketball is a two-sided game. It's not just scoring. It's not just assists. It's not just offense. Go out there and make something happen. And and Patrick Williams has a tendency to be passive on both sides. Even though he's a, a naturally great defense, defensive player, he can be elite defensively. But part of that is he has to go out there and make something happen. And he doesn't do that consistently. We see flashes of it. We see flashes of brilliance on both ends of the court. And that's why we are frustrated as Bulls fans. But we got to stop using this this crutch that he isn't the way he is because of, you know, some perceived lineup change that's going to make him or going to unleash him, the beast in him. He got to unleash the beast himself. So that's, that's my point. See red, go Bulls. Listen, I love what you said. P. Will playing with heart, conviction, and tenacity is the key there. The absolute key. And he needs to figure it out. And by unlocking that, it can unlock so much more in his game going into that next level. And I think that's what we need to see from P-Will as well. P-Will is all about mindset, mentality, and that type of thing with P-Will. If P-Will can unlock that portion of his game, it changes so much for him. That's what P-Will needs to do. Unlock that of his game. And if he does that, things can start changing for P-Will. We'll start seeing those expectations, him living up to some things. That's what needs to happen with P-Will. Yes, it's all on him. It's not just because he plays with alphas or anything like that. It's because of him and his mentality. That's my thought process, and that's what a lot of people share. You guys can let me know what you think all down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. 
And like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.